It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with y'all every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and to subscribe to our show over on our Lockdown Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check out the podcast wherever you're currently listening to the podcast right now. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never Miss a single edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council. Very easy right there in front of you for all the people watching on YouTube. Because on Fridays, like this Friday, I will answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on the show. And if you'd like to participate, either at me or DM me over there on Twitter to be a part of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Nissan. The only thing more exciting than the big game is the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. There's only four days left until the Super Bowl. Are you ready? I hope you are. The Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Well, I suppose it wouldn't be true fandom if we weren't upset about the smallest slight against our team or watching a former player who had success with your team go elsewhere and find even more success. And you sit here and wonder, why is he not still here? Well, that's what Carolina Panther fans apparently are doing right now. As Hassan Reddick, as you know, is in Philadelphia with the Eagles preparing for Super Bowl 57 against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. And Hassan Reddick was here last year. We had 11 sacks leading the team, then left 
in free agency, goes back home to his Philadelphia Eagles team where he grew up in Camden, New Jersey, across the river from Philadelphia. He's had 16 sacks during the regular season and three and a half during the playoffs. None more important than the strip sack he had on Brock Purdy in the NFC Championship game that effectively ended that game and possibly Brock Purdy's season for next year in San Francisco and sent the Philadelphia Eagles to Super Bowl 57. So Panther fans are apparently upset about everything that's going on with Reddick. And I typically would like to avoid (laughs) these kind of uh, topics, but it's Wednesday. The Panthers aren't in the Super Bowl. Um, Anyone I would have on to talk about is Jero Averro is in Arizona partying and having a grand old time and not really available to speak to me, which, hey, I don't blame him. Who wants to speak to me anyways? So the things I could do, don't really have available to me. So I actually am fortunate and blessed to have y'all Panther fans upset about this current situation, even though I think maybe y'all are overreacting just a bit with Hassan Reddick not being here in Carolina. Now, why is this uh, relevant outside of the fact that Hassan's going to play in the Super Bowl and you're wondering why he's not here? Well, he was actually asked about it on Super Bowl opening night on Monday where someone asked him, hey, you were really good in Carolina last year. You played for Matt Rule back at Temple. You came over there, had success. Why are you here in Philadelphia sitting at this podium preparing for the biggest game of your life? Well, Hassan Reddick said that he didn't want to test free agency, that Carolina just had other plans and other directions that they wanted to go to, which upset people because the man clearly was open to coming back here to Carolina, but the Panthers We're not open to bringing him back, at least at the price point that he wanted here. Now, he signed a three-year, $45 million deal with $30 million guaranteed over the first two years in Philadelphia. So guaranteed in 2022, in this upcoming season, 2023, that was guaranteed. They put three void years to lower his cap hit in 2022 and 23, where it will balloon up to $20 million in 2024. So that looks like a deal the Panthers possibly could have done but if you go back to March of last year Cameron Wolf of the NFL Network actually reported that the Panthers and Reddick are too far apart from what they want and I went back to my Twitter account to kind of look back on what I had tweeted about Reddick because I recall him liking a tweet that I put out there saying that it's been very clear for weeks now that Hassan Reddick was not coming back to Carolina that he produced and he deserves everything that he gets out there in the open market and he liked that tweet and he got what he wanted and $15 million per year. Now, $30 million definitely is going to get. I would imagine he's probably going to get the other 15 if he does not go out there and get another deal from Philadelphia after what he's done this year. And, of course, he's got to follow it up next year. But, man, the dude is balled out. So I understand the fan frustration, especially when you look here in Carolina where Brian Burns was excellent this year with 12 and a half sacks. But outside of Burns, Marquis Saint just had five sacks, a career high. He's a rotational, situational kind of guy who you're never going to expect to go out there and get you double-digit sacks like Reddick and like Burns have been able to muster the last two seasons here in Carolina. Frankie Louvu, first time as a full-time starter, had seven sacks. How is he going to fit in a new scheme of Vigero Averro coming here running a 3-4? We'll see. I don't look at Frankie as being kind of that edge rusher opposite of Brian Burns. And there was Carlos Dunlap who came into Carolina to to, uh, talk to the Panthers. Never looked like they were that interested in Melvin Ingram. There's not much interest in Jade beyond Clowney. So they never truly addressed the edge rusher position going into the 2022 season. You knew it. I knew it. All of us knew that would be an issue for the Carolina Panthers. 
And it was until about the second half of the season, really that Falcons game where Marquise Haynes ended the game with two sacks on that final Falcons possession. And that was the first time we had seen him get a sack all season long. So I understand the frustration that you let a player that good out the door. But there was a reason why the Panthers weren't interested in paying Hassan Reddick, I guess, 15 mil over the course of three years, or really two years, $30 million, 15 per. A lot better of a deal than what they gave Sam Darnold, which, you know, less money for Darnold. But what did he get here in Carolina the last two seasons that was worth the $22 million that he earned? Not much at all. But not to make this about Sam, it really was about the quarterback position overall. Because, again, a year ago, think back to what the Carolina Panthers were trying to do when free agency hit. They were trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. And the Panthers had about $23.9 million of cap space, which was not likely to fit Watson and some of the other needs that they needed to fill, like an Austin Corbett, like bringing in Bradley Bozeman. They needed other, they had to fix the offensive line, needed to find a quarterback. They fixed the offensive line. Congratulations, great job done. Feel good about that position group moving forward. But they did not find a franchise quarterback. They wanted to be Deshaun Watson. I went over my feelings about that. I'm sure plenty of you wanted it to happen. Plenty of you did not want it to happen. But it was going to be very hard for the Panthers to fix the offensive line, bring in Watson, and bring back Hassan Reddick. So we like to do this whole revisionist history of why a guy is not here. And I'm not telling you not to be frustrated and upset about it because the dude is a baller. And you look at Bradbury there too as well, and Bradbury proceeds this regime, I guess the one now, didn't proceed on uh, Matt Rule, but they didn't want to bring him back for whatever reason. And cornerback play has been fine. Certainly need a third guy. But Bradbury is someone who's going to be a number one or it's going to be number one or two corner playing there with Darius Slay. And he's probably not going to come to Carolina this offseason. We'll see just knowing the kind of money he's likely to command in the free market. But it's tough to watch him have success. It's tough to watch Hassan Reddick have success, especially when the Panthers struggle to get after the the passer this year and they struggled at times in the secondary with their cornerback depth and you have two players right there on the Eagles roster that are playing for the freaking Lombardi trophy on Sunday that you wish could still be here in Carolina so I'm there with you I understand the frustration but bringing in Watson like look at what Cleveland had to do it's not just a five years 130 million dollars guaranteed which David Tepper had no interest in doing not knowing what the future would hold with Deshaun Watson whether there'd be more cases or not He's good to go in Cleveland moving forward. We'll see if he actually is still the player that he was back in Houston. But he had a cap hit of $9 million this past season. Next year, coming up here in 2023, $55 million. So it's not just fitting in Hassan Reddick's contract this past season, how they got Deshaun Watson. It's fitting his contract into next season, along with guys like Brian Burns, who spot track or spot track, however you pronounce it, his market value currently is four years, $73.3 million. That's $18.3 million per year, y'all. That's more than what they would have had to pay Hassan Reddick to come here to Carolina. Look at Bradley Bozeman. His market value currently is three years, $36 million, an average of $12 million per year. How do you fit Reddick, Burns, Bozeman, and then potentially in the future, Jeremy Chin and Derek Brown's salaries into that? And you also have to understand that it's very hard to plan around not having a quarterback. Because when you don't have that quarterback salary, you don't know how that's going to impact the rest of your team. It's hard to really tie yourself to these certain deals when you don't know who that person is going to be. If you don't know it's going to be a rookie contract, which this year 
Looks like that's going to be the case, which makes it far easier once they finagle the cap and get underneath it to bring back Brian Burns and extend him, to bring back Bradley Bozeman, to potentially get deals done with Jeremy Chin and Derek Brown either this offseason. I don't think we're Derek Brown. Maybe Jeremy Chin, they might think about that. But he missed a lot of games, so maybe not. But either next offseason or this offseason, it gives you more flexibility when you have the rookie contract. But when you're trying to trade for somebody with the Albatross contract that Deshaun Watson wanted and then ended up getting, it's very hard to then plan for Hassan Reddick knowing that in the future, like, dang, we got to pay Brian Burns. We got to fix this offensive line. How are we able to keep all of our guys here if that's the case? Now, I do ask this, and I get it. Reddick was a great player. I loved having him here. Hate to see him go. I understood after the season was over that it was unlikely he was going to return. Why can't y'all just be happy for the man? Why? And I guess I was, I mean, yeah, I was wrong a little bit because I was saying about, okay, well, he's from Philly, like he's from Camden. It's, a, it's right across the river. It's like being from Rock Hill and playing here like Stephon Gilmore and like Jadavion Clowney, if he ever comes to Carolina. It's a homecoming. He's playing for his hometown team. He went to school in Philly at Temple. Like, why can't y'all just be happy about a local guy making good and balling out for the hometown team? Like, the Panthers got him on the cheap. He produced. Then they didn't want to pay him. So he goes home, balls. Now he's in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it would have been great if he was here. But, y'all, man, I look at it. I believe in a higher power, and I feel like Hassan Reddy is exactly where he's supposed to be right now. Wish he was here in Carolina. I'm not going to sit here in front and fret and be upset about him not being here in Carolina anymore because it worked out the way it needed to work out for him. Hasn't worked out for the Panthers yet. They got to find an edge rusher. Don't get me wrong. Got to get that. But I'm just not going to sit here. And cry and be upset. And I'm not really saying y'all are crying. But I'm just not going to sit here and be like all that upset about Hassan Reddick not being here. It is weird. It's another one of those things that people want to throw stones at Matt Rule. The man is gone. Like when I talked to y'all when I first started doing this about Teddy Bridgewater and him not being good in 2020. And y'all wanting him out of town. And he left. And he went on that podcast talking about how, oh, well, you know, we didn't really practice two-minute drill. Well, he was right. But y'all were mad at Teddy. Y'all just couldn't let it go. Like, y'all had to let that go. Eventually, you did let it go. With Matt Rule, he's gone. He was bad. I saw a, a poll this weekend about the worst sports figures in Charlotte. And you had like Ray Carruth up there. You had George Shin. And Matt Rule was like voted the worst sports figure in Charlotte history. Like, what are we doing, y'all? All he did was lose football games. I appreciate the passion. I need that passion because y'all help me out here by watching the show and listening to the show and supporting it. So I, I appreciate that passion. I just need some of y'all to dial it back just a touch and be happy for Hassan Reddick and to let that man go to Nebraska and don't even worry about him anymore because we are on to bigger and better things. Frank Reich's in town. Ajero Averro's here to scheme things up. You still got plenty of playmakers on this roster defensively and offensively. And David Tepper, you know what? He might be coming around. So ain't no reason to sit here, get your blood pressure all up because Hassan Reddick's out there in Philly balling. He's doing well. Good for him. Wish he was here, but he's not. All right, and I guess I got to talk to y'all, too, about another thing. Shaq Thompson, <laughs> my man was out there uh, interacting with y'all on Twitter. And some of y'all, ooh, buddy, some of y'all really, really got to chill out because you're like, oh, pff, some kind of leader, not there to uh, sit there and uh, see the new head coach. Y'all, calm down. It's the offseason. These guys have lives. They're not required to sit there. So we'll talk about that and how likely is it that Shaq Thompson is back here in Carolina. 
2023. All that coming up here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Dang, I'm kind of kind of feeling feisty today, so I, I, I'm sorry for that if that's getting to you. Um, but today's episode is brought to y'all by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and I can't tell you how much fun I had competing against my fellow Locked On NFL hosts. Unfortunately, I did not win. Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers, who, great guy, was our Locked On NFL champion. Well, now it's your turn to compete. But more on that later, you ever dream of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise? I'm sure you have. Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. You'll manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through seasons, and lead your team to glory, trying to build a dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of, of your football franchise, hiring the right coaches and coordinators, um, trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups. And downs of the season, and y'all should be familiar with that being Panther fans. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. We at Locked On have created a Locked On League for you to compete against Locked On fans all over the world. Can you be the ultimate Locked On Football GM? Choose the Locked On League in the app to join and create your football dynasty. Locked On Panthers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On. That's in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. When the Carolina Panthers introduced Frank Reich, there was one vocal Steve Wilkes supporter who was not there in attendance. Mr. Shaq Thompson, a two-time captain here for the Carolina Panthers, was not in attendance at Bank of America Stadium on that Thursday. It was a Tuesday. It was last Tuesday. That Tuesday afternoon when Frank Reich came home to Carolina. And actually, I found this out uh, the other day. I went to Providence High School here locally in Charlotte. And when I was reading the press release about Frank being like, oh, I'm so happy to be back here with my wife, Linda, and my daughters. And I saw one of his daughters' names. I was like, why does that name sound familiar? So I went to the old Facebook. Quick aside, sorry. Went to the old Facebook and saw that, oh, I went to high school with her. I went to high school too with his daughter. So, hey, small world. Frank Reich, welcome home and all that. But back to uh, the point I was trying to make. Shaq Thompson was not there in attendance, which led someone, and I'm sure a lot of y'all for whatever reason, not a lot, but some of y'all, to be upset about Shaq, who sat there and was in Wilkes' corner and wanted Wilkes to be the head coach, and how can he not show up and support Frank Reich? Like, oh, man, Shaq's all salty, 
some kind of leader he is. And this one dude <laughs> had the nerve to actually, you know what, maybe not even the nerve. I kind of respect it because there's people who might just go out there and just tweet the person's name and not the handle. But this dude took had some stones and tagged Shaq Thompson to tweet saying how he wasn't a good leader and how he's being salty for not being there for Frank Reich. And Shaq, Shaq wasn't having it. And honestly, I can't blame him because the dude who tweeted at him, and this guy actually follows me on Twitter, might be a fan of the show. And if he does, thank you for your patronage. Not really trying to uh, hurt your feelings or really come after you. But I got to talk about something today, and you are the subject of that conversation. Um, but he, his Twitter handle is Chubb in a tub. If someone came after you with that Twitter handle, would you let that go? Someone with a foolish Twitter handle like that, someone hiding behind the keyboard with that Twitter handle, would you let that go? I think not. So Shaq Thompson went out there and quotes you, the man saying, I was going to let this go, but I couldn't. I got kids and a woman I had to take care of, but you wouldn't know that. Trust me, I watched the live interview. Now, of course, the man decided to uh, go crawl back in the hole, come back, respond to Shaq and tell him, oh, man, I'm sorry, Shaq, yada, yada, yada. It's just like... Bro, so you came up with a man said he's not a leader. He's being salty, saying, like, oh, he's probably going to get cut anyways. It's like, dude, say, just like, hey, just just double down. I appreciate apology sometimes, but sometimes it's like, you know what? <laughs> you felt bold enough to say it anyways, and now the guy's coming after you and responding. Double down. Be like, yeah, I meant it. I said what I said. Why weren't you there, Shaq? <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. So, again, if you're listening to the show, Chubb in a Tub, um, all due respect. I just think it's a funny situation that played out. Now, there's other people who felt just as bold talking about Shaq being like, oh, well, we'll see if your mindset changed about being excited about Wilkes and Navarro if you're not here anymore. And Shaq brought up a very good point saying, nothing's going to change my mindset. It's a business at the end of the day. No hard feelings, whether I'm here or not. And he spelled weather wrong. Um, I'm a root for this team of my brother's. Best believe I'm going to be here. We can work something out. Would you take a pay cut at your job? Which is the question. Would you take a pay cut at your job? And I already can hear it. Well, I don't make a million dollars a year, so. Shut up. First off, shut up. I understand it. For some people, they're so freaking dense that they'll never be able to sympathize or empathize with the athlete. They would rather be on the side of the billionaire owners than the millionaire athletes because they're jealous that they never had the talent to be where they are, which is unfortunate. And you should go to therapy if that's the case, if you really get that upset about how much these guys make. And there can be a larger societal question of whether they should make that much and looking at teacher pay and all that. I, I get, I'm sure there's people out there who want to have that, that discussion, but we're not going to do that here on the show. But would you take a pay cut at your job? Because I know, I damn sure wouldn't, and I certainly can't afford to take a pay cut at my job. And I'm sure you probably feel the same way. But in principle, if you've gone out and produced at a high level at your job, would you be open to taking a pay cut, even if you love working there, love working in that city? Would that be something that you would want to do? I'm guessing the answer is no. And Shaq Thompson's probably in the same boat. Now, one of the things... I brought up my to-do list was to figure out what to do with Shaq Thompson because I I don't know how to feel about this because I want Shaq Thompson back here in Carolina because I've enjoyed watching him grow up as a player and being a part of this community. And he's been a great leader for the team over the last couple seasons when they have not been good. He's played through injuries. He's gotten paid. Remember when he got paid back in uh, 2019 
late in that season, and a lot of people were just like, oh, why are you going to pay Shaq? He's no good. What is this? Ridiculous. The guy had to sit behind two excellent players, a great in Luke Keekley and hell, Thomas Davis is great too. Luke's definitely Hall of Fame. Thomas, I don't know. Either way, those are two all-time great Panthers. Had to sit there behind those dudes and learn from them. When he got his opportunity, he's bold. Has he been an all-pro? No. Has he been a pro bowler yet? No. And he certainly has played at a high level. And he's been a rock there in the middle of this defense for the Carolina Panthers. I would love to see Shaq Thompson back here in Carolina. I just know it's going to be difficult for that to be a reality, knowing that he's saying that. Would you take a pay cut at your job? And you have to understand the context of how he's saying that and all that has happened over the last couple of years and how he's played on the field. So if the Panthers were to cut Shaq Thompson, they would have to take on $11.3 million in dead cap in 2023. They already have Christian McCaffrey's dead cap they got to deal with, already have Robbie Anderson's dead cap they have to deal with, and likely going to have to deal with some other people's dead cap, depending on what they try to do in about a month when free agency starts up. Now, cap savings. They would save $13.1 million, which instantly would get them under the new salary cap in the NFL and start to get the, the ball going on bringing back a guy like Bradley Bozeman. Another way to clear up some cap space is to basically nix the fifth-year option on Brian Burns and just go ahead and sign him to an extension to where that can open up some cap space where he's right now at $16 million cap hit heading into the season. And for Shaq to have $24 million as his cap hit is way too high, especially for an off-ball linebacker. Like DJ Moore, Taylor Moten, you'll live with that because those are positions that you desperately need in the NFL. But if you get rid of Shaq Thompson, though, what do you do at linebacker? Frankie Lubu was great. He was excellent. We know that. But outside of that, we didn't see Brandon Smith nearly enough uh, to have any confidence in him. Damian Wilson, very obviously going to be cut. Won't be that much cap space that they save. But he's he didn't give you anything. Following the San Francisco game where he, gave, where he had his best game of the year, he played on like two games the rest of the year or something like that. So you don't need Damian Wilson. Uh, Corey Littleton, who also didn't give you much, He's a free agent, so he's gone. The draft is the much next logical point as far as where you're going to get the next linebacker, but they're so thin that I don't know if they can really afford positionally to let Shaq Thompson go. I'm not going to be, it's probably going to happen where he gets cut, and then he's going to have to come back and figure out another deal. I would love for them to rework the deal, find a way. If they don't if they stop, I mean, it stinks because the last few years they're in a position where they're in now because they've had to restructure so that they could be able to do things in free agency to try and clear up space for Deshaun Watson, which didn't work out, or for quarterbacks and all that, and for the other moves like the offensive line. So they kick the can down the road, and the rents come due, and it might come due at the, exp- at the expense of Shaq Thompson. So we'll see. Maybe they can do a contract, add some void years, uh, get that deal down. I would love that for that for that to happen. But again, would you take a pay cut? at your own job, and I'm guessing the answer is probably no. Um, Speaking of a guy who Shaq Thompson wanted to have the job here in Carolina, Steve Wilkes, he's got a new job out there on the West Coast and might be the best case scenario for him and maybe in Carolina down the road. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we do that, let me tell you all about our friends over at Price Picks. I've been telling you all about them for months now. And before, if you pick two to five players – 
and they score more or less than their price projection, you would win 10 times your money on any injury. No, now you can pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their price projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. PricePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the NFL, the NBA, which is going crazy, man. Kyrie Irving, what are you doing? Uh, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA Tour, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, esports, NASCAR, tennis, cricket, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the PriceFix app or go to pricefix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PriceFix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PriceFix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. If you download the PriceFix app or go to pricefix.com to Day. This episode of Locked On Panthers also is brought to you by our friends over at Built. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the month of January. I'm sure a lot of y'all who wanted to eat healthier have already given up on that because you're tired of compromising taste. Well, you don't have to do that anymore. You got to try a Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built so good, you ask? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate on every single Built Bar. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around for a box anymore for years we've been telling you here at lockdown about how you had to order built bars at built.com you can still do that if you don't want to leave your house you can still do it but now you can get your built bars at your local walmart or sam's club that's right head to your nearest walmart walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars you can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream double chocolate or coconut puffs and if you're close to a sam's club and obviously a member run in and grab a 13 bar box of their hit flavor brownie batter and churro you can thank me later plenty of panther fans were upset last week when steve wilkes was not named the head coach here in carolina i'm sure plenty of players like shaq thompson we just talked to about probably were also um aggrieved about steve wilkes not being the head man here in carolina six and six over the last 12 weeks, as the interim head coach was able to establish a culture here, was able to kind of bring back that mentality of keep pounding and protect the bank and all that feeling that we got back when Ron Rivera was here. But I can see why it might be good to make a change. I remember I said this back when David Tepper kind of first took over and when he took the time to rework the business side of the organization before hiring Matt Rule and how the Panthers are kind of going through sort of a rebrand. He was stopping all the things that he wanted to do here in Carolina, and certainly most of those have been empty promises up until this point in time, but I've seen the progression, the steps he's making to rectify uh, the first five years of just losing that we've had here, and I think Frank Reich uh, can do a great job, and we've already seen with the hiring of uh, Jero Vera, like I talked about yesterday, is signaling that, hey, maybe Tepper's starting to finally get this, and maybe the Panthers are starting to become a serious organization, which they have not been under David Tepper the last three years don't want to really count too much of the Rivera era but the last three years with his hand-picked head coach Matt Rule didn't work but now we're starting to see some signs 
that can work out. So I talk about it being a rebrand. So maybe the best thing is for the Panthers to not necessarily try and conjure up, you know, the days of Rivera in the past. And yeah, I know Reich was here before, but barely. And you don't think about Frank Reich fondly when he was here in Carolina. I don't think maybe someone out there had an interaction with him back in 95 and loves the guy to death. So maybe, maybe you do. But as a whole, I don't think a lot of people currently have that, oh, great feelings of Frank Reich back in the day. Now, we might feel that way in 10, 15 years from now, depending on how things go here in Carolina under Reich. But it's not a bad thing to go out there and find something different. It certainly does not reflect well on the NFL that Wilkes, a black man coming from the defensive side of the ball, can have that kind of success after the previous coach completely flopped and then not get the opportunity here in Carolina. And I still believe that Steve Wilkes earned the job here in Carolina. And I still believe that Steve Wilkes has earned an opportunity elsewhere as a head coach in the NFL. But what happened now might actually be the best thing for both Wilkes and the Panthers. I say for Wilkes because now he heads to San Francisco, a team that's played in the NFC title game three out of the last four years, y'all. And if they didn't have a quarterback injury or had a better quarterback, they could have been the Super Bowl three of the last four years, the way that team has played in spite of the quarterback injuries or mediocrity because they have an excellent defense and an excellent play caller and head coach in Kyle Shanahan. So Steve Wilkes landing with the San Francisco 49ers might be the best thing for him. I expect Al Holcomb to follow him. I have not seen Al Holcomb take another job yet. I Don't know if it's been reported yet, whether he's going to come back here to Carolina, but it's very obvious that he was always going to go wherever Steve Wilkes went. And D'Amico Ryans, who's now the head coach down there in Houston, is going to take staffers from San Francisco, just like when Mike McDaniel left, just like when Robert Sala left to go to New York. That is what happens. When coaches leave to go other places, they take their staffers, and Frank Reich knows that as he saw what happened when Nick Sirianni left Indianapolis to go to Philadelphia, and he did the same thing when he went to Indianapolis from Philadelphia. So two things I mentioned there, too, are Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryans. The last two defensive coordinators for the San Francisco 49ers are now head coaches. Now, Robert Sala's got to win this year. If Aaron Rodgers goes to New York after his four-day, um, you hear about this? The dude's basically going to lock himself in, like, some room and get two meals a day. Is just going to be in the dark with his thoughts. That's just sick. So if Rodgers, after his, um, um, I don't even know how to describe it. After his vacation, after after his vacation, if he figures out he wants to go to New York, then that will probably save Salah's job. If it doesn't, he's probably gone. Same with the general manager up there. And Joe Douglas, D'Amico Ryans, hopefully he gets more than the year down in Houston. But either way, last two guys who were DCs under Shanahan went to be head coaches. And Sala was able to get an OC in Mike LaFleur, who, yes, has left the Jets. It was probably more of ownership saying, hey, get rid of the guy. But LaFleur felt handcuffed by Zach Wilson being god-awful. He's now with Sean McVay in L.A. So the dude's doing just fine. And I don't know who D'Amico Ryan is OC, but you have to think that being in the Shanahan tree now, which is, I guess, what he's going to be a part of, but being on Shanahan's staff, is going to now allow Steve Wilkes the opportunity to be with great defensive players like Fred Warner, like Nick Bosa, and the rest of that San Francisco defense. He's going to be, um, was DeForest Buckner still there? Or is Eric Eric Armstead's there? 
Buckner's with the Colts. Either way, great defensive players, number one defense in the league. He gets to go step in that and have an excellent play caller opposite of him who very likely is already grooming someone who could potentially be Steve Wilkes' OC or at least be able to grow Wilkes' Rolodex to when he's a part of the head coaching cycle, I'd imagine, next season. That's going to help him get a job elsewhere because he's going to have a great plan offensively because he's going to have the Shanahan plan. And knowing what we saw this past year with Wilkes wanting, a, at least having to adjust to what he had at quarterback and running the football well, who has the most creative run sets in the NFL? Kyle Shanahan. Wilkes can now get someone potentially from that Shanahan offensive brain trust to follow him wherever he goes moving forward. So as unfortunate as it was that Wilkes did not get the job here in Carolina as a hometown guy, and I know Panthers are going to sell it as a homecoming with Frank Reich, but the real homecoming would have been Wilkes, who's actually from the damn dirt here in Charlotte. It might be the best thing for both people, both parties, as Wilkes is now an SF Better chance to go to the Super Bowl than the Panthers, probably. And Frank Reich is here in Carolina, and he can bring and establish a different kind of mentality and culture and hopefully offensive firepower that we have not seen here in Carolina. Now, of course, the brand's always going to be keep pounding. I think Frank Reich can uh, do some good things here. So we'll see how it works out. So maybe the best for uh, both that it didn't work out. But we'll see. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all make sure to watch the show. Uh, subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, free and available everywhere. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Friday I'll be right back here in this seat, behind this mic, talking Carolina Panthers and answering all of your weekly Friday mailbag questions. And if you would like to be a part of the show and you don't have to, and you don't want to ask me a draft question, which would be great, either ask at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. So as always, be safe, be happy, be whole, and keep pounding. I messed it up again. I'll talk to y'all on Thursday. Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.